Bounce Podcast, and we are back at it again. I am Brent Young, and as always, joined by my good friends, Aaron Smith and Chad Brendel. Aaron, Chad, special week. It is game week, so a big how are we? I'm super stoked that it's finally here. It's been a long time coming, and uh, Saturday can't get here fast enough. Yes. I'm excited, man. We got we got a lot going on. A lot going on. We do. We got we do. uh we got we got an official <clears throat> visitor in basketball coming in this weekend. Woo. We got an official visitor in football coming in this weekend. Woo. Stay tuned to Bearcat Journal for more details on that this week. We've got a lot of 2023 talent that'll be on campus in football and potentially Woo. basketball as well. Woo. Um we've got a a Start to the most anticipated season in the history of Cincinnati football. Like, it it doesn't get any bigger than what's about to begin on Saturday. And that alone, man, like, yeah, I'm going to steal a line from my guy, Wes. Let's hear it. I'm fired up. Two feet in 10 toes down, baby. did, Did you see my schedule this week? It's, on it's, Twitter it's today, a fun schedule. It's a fun one. Like I get to talk Bearcats all freaking week. <laughs> yes. All week we got Luke Fickle press conference tomorrow. I'm in for Mo on Wednesday and Thursday. Justin Williams joins the BCJ podcast Thursday night for the season preview. I'm in for Tony Pike on Friday, and then Saturday we get cooking, boy. We get cooking. Yes, I'm pumped. I'm so ready to see where this journey takes us because that is what this is all about, right? Every season starts, you begin a new journey. Yes. We get like the, we get more of that than anybody else because of higher ground Mm -hmm. and the way that we do our reporting on higher ground where everybody else, you know, you got to wait four five, six days to, to find out what they thought was happening at Bearcat journal. We do things every day. Right. So you guys have been up to speed every day on what's been going on, but now the lights go on. And if that doesn't make it awkward for you to stand up while wearing sweatpants, I don't know what will. <laughs> wow. Aaron, I was going to say Chad sounds a little bit more excited than you, but uh, after that comment, I, I, I think you might take the cake. But yeah, I, I mean, you're right. You're right. This is a, it's, it's different. Two seasons, two seasons, the Bearcats have been preseason ranked in the top 25 last year and this year this year is special and chad another thing to throw into it aaron as well the fact that you get a full capacity nippert stadium you get tailgating back you get the entire saturday atmosphere back because i tell you what it was very strange going to the austin p game last season even even more strange going to the army game last season just very eerie feeling. It felt like football was back, but it didn't feel like it was quite back, if you know what I mean. But this is the pinnacle. It's, it's, it's exciting. And as you mentioned, Chad, there's more than just the football game going on. But we got to save the football because this is the number eight team in the country taking on a long-written rival who has not really done very good the past, what, 15 games in a row. But still, it is a situation where this team can show exactly what they have right out of the gates. 
a lot of a lot of people have very high praise for the Bearcats, including Kirk Herbstreit. Did you guys see that today? I did. It was, it was on a part of my take, Barstool Sports. Shout out Big Cat and PFT. I, I actually love part of my take. It's, a, it's, a, it's an easy, good listen. But they had Kirk Herbstreit on. And if you remember last season, Kirk was kind of a Bearcat hater a little bit, even towards the yeah. end of the season. You ever notice when he, when he has bad things to say about the Bearcats, he calls them Cincinnati. <laughs> yes. And today, Gross. he perfectly pronounced Cincinnati every time. It's, it's right. a miracle. It is. It is. And, and who knows? Because last, last season, Luke Fickle even said a couple of times, he's like, I'm going to have to give a talk to my friend Kirk. Give a talk to Herbie. See, uh, see why he's feeling this way about things. But anyway, Kirk said he, he will bet a steak dinner. And, and I saw some people trying to get Jeff Ruby involved. Uh, if the Bearcats win the entire season, every game, AAC championship, Kirk thinks there is no doubt that they are one of the four teams in the college football playoffs. And you know what? On the other side, Big Cat and, and PFT, that they're two big, uh, big just podcasters, if you will. They disagreed. They thought that still one one loss power five team and even potentially a two loss power five team would still get in over, which is a completely different topic for a different time. Chad, you guys are going to break down the entire schedule, nuts and bolts next week. And you're going to give us your prediction on whether it is going to be Kirk Herbstreit or whether it's going to be a, a loss or two sprinkled in. We'll see. Stay you tuned mean, for that on Thursday. You All mean right. RJ Young? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> but there are others that are on the other side of the coin. And that brings up what happened last night, Chad, or yesterday throughout the day, if you will. Uh, it seemed as if there is there, there's some people. We mentioned the other person. He was on Mo Egger's show. Mo had a good conversation with him. I didn't have a chance to listen, but it sounds like it was kind of a, a strategic thing on both sides. But there's a man out in this planet Earth that considers the Bearcats the 24th best team in college football. And even more surprising, so he had Houston, I believe, at number 11. Um, the attack was on, Chad. And uh, you came out with two blocks and uh, a couple of points. Well, We'll give you the victory on that one. How on earth can someone put the Cincinnati Bearcat team at number 24? It, it, it simply makes no sense. I, look, here's the thing I said. I, I don't have a problem with it. Putting it 24th. I, I, I don't. But yes, back it up is what you're going to say. If you have legit reasoning and, and, and you've done your research and you've done your homework right. and you say, Here, here's the reason people are putting them 24th. And I wish people would just say it. The reason people are putting them 24th is because they think they're going to go 0-2 against Indiana and Notre Dame. Right. Yep. Okay. And that's fine. Say it. Say, I'm doing a projection for my first ballot as to where I think, like when I look at this team, where I think they're going to be at the end of the season. And where I think they're going to be is towards the back end of the top 25 because I don't think they're going to be able to go to Indiana and I don't think they're going to be able to go to Notre Dame and win. I don't think that they're going to easily replace Marcus Freeman. I, <coughs> I two tackles, I'm worked up. Yeah, you are. I think they're gonna. I, th- I think they're gonna struggle to replace their their starting tackles. They're all conference tackles. Which, if you look at 2019, Desmond Ritter without high level protection was not the same quarterback he was in 2018 or, or 2020 Mets. when he had very good protection. Mets. It's not just Mets though. Like that's no, a, that's a, no. That's I know. I'm, I was just saying the uh, the 
jump off sides, so the false start meant. But yeah, yes. but like, so if you're going to be informed right. and say this is why, I don't have a problem with that. Like, I'm not just blindly going at people because they don't hold Cincinnati in as high a regard as we do. There are absolutely reasons you could look at this team and say, I think there are more in the 20s than they are in the, the top 10. I, I might not agree with it. Right. But if you have done your homework, there are things that could lead you to that opinion. Yeah. And that's fine. It's an opinion. Mm-hmm. But when you say things like Desmond Ritter throws a, an interception for every touchdown and Dan Enos – and Dan Enos is the new defensive coordinator at Cincinnati. <laughs> You're done. You're done. Here's, I'm pissed off, though, today. Here. Tony Pike and Mo Egger both used that clip and did not give me credit for doing the legwork last night of listening to that asshat's podcast, like five different episodes, sorting through it to find somewhere that he talked about Cincinnati because I knew he was going to be wrong and uninformed. And deleted it. And deleted it when I called it out and then blocked me for pointing out that they're clowns. And then the, the show blocked me because I asked whoever ran the account for the show. If you're the number one rated podcast, that's the name of the show, the number one rated podcast. Can you give me somewhere that you're rated number one in something? Tulsa. They're number one in Tulsa. Well, well, and I, also, I bet they're not. It's, <laughs> it seems like another opinion that they need to explain a little bit more. And they don't. So it's somewhat of a trend. Well, and if anybody, if anybody tries to ask him anything Cincinnati related, you're immediately blocked now, like within, within seconds. Look, if you want to be a troll, be a troll, own that shit, man. Say how many times have I said it on this podcast? Say it with your chest. Mm -hmm. Here's what cracks me up though. RJ young yesterday, Mark Ennis from Louisville on Saturday. These guys want to troll, right? They want to troll and 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 get clicks and and get people to pay attention to them, and they'll go back and forth with with idiots in their timeline. Yeah, and I've experienced this a lot because I go at everybody. I'm an equal opportunity yeah. uh, no. asshole. You will, nobody nobody will ever come back at me. <laughs> nobody ever wants to smoke. Come get some smoke. Let's have some fun. It's Twitter. <laughs> But they don't, don't want anything to do with somebody that knows the game, right? They don't want anything to do with somebody that can push back. Right. They want to live in their own little world, bully people around, say dumb shit, troll people, and not be held accountable for any of it. Not on my watch. That's not how I'm wired. I mean, Aaron. Brent. Explain one reason to me. why Chaz laid it out pretty simple. Sure. And, and, you know, Chad can't look at RJ Young's tweets anymore. I'm, I'm currently giving them a little bit of a, <laughs> of a glance. Oh, but, he didn't block. He didn't block the, uh, the Bearcat journal account. So I can still look uh, at his tweets. Did you see me? <laughs> I, bo- I bonked him from the Bearcat journal account last night. Did you see that? No. no what did you do? <laughs> Some attractive young female showed up in his timeline and he was trying to like spit game. Okay. She was like complaining about his terrible top 25. And he's oh, like, no. oh, he said something about her golden doodles or something like that. Right. So I, I bonked him from the Bearcat Journal account. I thought for sure that would get me blocked, but it didn't. 
It's unfortunate. Nothing like a good old horny bonk. Sometimes people need bonked. Yeah, I, I just, yes. Sometimes a lot more than, than others, you know, Aaron with his opening comment. But still, I'll move on. I, I just don't <laughs> know how Fox College football can, can retweet it. I, I don't know. Yes, everyone is entitled to their own opinion. Because it gets clicks because it's controversial it clicks, AF. Right. right. But I mean, Houston. Okay. We've, we, we've all seen a lot of Houston. Did they get like some Alabama transfer at quarterback that all of a sudden changed his name to Clayton Toon that is going to propel them to a top 10 status? It, it's just certain things about this. Yes, everyone has said to their own opinion, but at times it's just like, okay, come on. Well, you know, there's a conspiracy that is that that's actually not Houston's logo, but the throwback Utah logo. Utah logo. Okay, fair enough. So who, who knows? Who knows? You I don't know. know why you wouldn't use the, the Utes actual logo now. It might be actually a... be Utah, but I don't know. Nothing would surprise me at this point with what this guy's throwing out there. So, But here we go. 14 retweets, 125 quote tweets, 251 likes. So good good for him. And, and he's able to move on and feel that. But if, in all honesty, this is not a team that's anywhere near 24th in the country. This is a team that should steamroll over the first two weeks. We're not going to dive into those weeks, of course, because there's there's a lot, you know, more on Thursday that's going to be touched on. But Aaron, this this has to be a feeling around the program and a feeling around, you know, the coaching staff where when they see something like this, and sure, Luke doesn't pay attention to it at all. The players might take a look at it. If anything, this is just another dose of bulletin board material, another dose of just, okay, still have some doubters, even if it's somewhat of a jest, even if it's somewhat of a joke just to get clicks. It's still the opportunity to be some bulletin board material for the team. Sure. And I mean, that's going to be, especially when you're trying to come in and when you've been saying all offseason that you're a top 10 program, that that's what you're trying to get to, you're going to have to cast your shadow you know what i mean like it's not just going to be handed to you you have to reach out and and take it and you have to as some people have said you know win those games against georgia and win you know those big games as we have coming up against indiana against notre dame if you follow you know if you fall on your face on those two games then we're back to the drawing board in all honesty like then you have to figure out what this program has to do to get over that hump to to beat the teams that you're not necessarily supposed to beat, but the teams that are your biggest challenge. And thus far, we've, we, in all fairness, we, we've struggled in history to beat those teams when you have, you know, Florida in the Sugar Bowl, which Tim Tebow had got on his side. Good luck. Um, I mean, Pitt at Pitt was. I mean, but how long ago was that? That was the same year. It happened. Same year as if you're going to go back to Florida in the Sugar Bowl, That's I'm fair. allowed to go back. I mean, okay. it was, what, three weeks? <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, Aaron, you're correct. One was in 2010. The other was in 2009. It does Good not point. count. My fucking bad. It, it begins at Tim Tebow's final game of his college career from there on. I was going for the joke there, really. Come on, guys. I know, but you set me up for a better joke, which you know you can't leave the door wide open. I'm going to kick it through. Aaron deprecation is always a good joke. <laughs> 
but yeah, I, so what was, okay, let's say since then, uh-huh. since then, what would you guys say if just off the top of your head, biggest win since then? I mean, it's, it's, it's a valid question. Yeah, it I mean, is. I mean, you'd have to look back at some. Butch never really had a signature win, I don't think. No. I mean, I'm trying to, I'll, I'll do a quick glance, but still, it, it seems like there's not really a signature, signature win. I, are you going to say, obviously, the UCF game, you know, nip at night? 2019. Yeah. I mean, that would have to be the biggest staple game. And, you know, that UCF team ended up being a team that, you know, they lost to Pitt. They lost to uh, Tulsa later in the year. Uh, yes, mammoth game at the time. Broke records that, you know, they, they had held up to that point of, of consecutive, you know, points over 30, consecutive yards, everything of that sort. So still, it, w- it was a mammoth, mammoth win. But, I mean, you're looking at two potential. If IU can beat Iowa week one, and if Notre Dame can beat Florida State and Wisconsin, you're looking at two top, what, 12 maybe opponents? Yeah. I can't think about the last time that Cincinnati took on a top 12 opponent and were able to come out on top. But if this is the season that it's going to happen, then it is. <laughs> I mean, this would be the season that all of it comes together and they do take those opportunities and they're able to come over the hump. Got to take that step. And that's, I think, I think that's what everybody is waiting to see. Can, can Cincinnati, can Luke fickle take that step and actually beat those teams that they haven't beaten in the past. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, that will be the true telling test. And I, I'm going to mention it again. Well, because so what the the Oklahoma game at Paul Brown Stadium, another, you know, example of just close game, exciting game. And they end up coming away with a loss. That was a what, 31-29 loss. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, even that Louisville game with with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I, I mean, there's there, there's numerous different situations where. I mean, the, the stage was set to come away with a, a mammoth victory, and I, I can't think off the top of my head. I mean, like, you know, I'm, I'm looking back through some things now, like Louisville in 2011, Louisville wasn't any good that year. You know, right. you Virginia Tech in 2012, Virginia Tech was 7-6, and 4-4 four and four in the ACC that right. season. Um, I mean – Tuberville had what the the Miami Florida game, but they stunk. Right. 2015 or 2000, 2015 was a disaster. Or 2016 was a disaster. Sorry. Yeah. Well, 15 still um, seven and six. I think I think the point I'm I'm really trying to get at is the fact that like for UCF fans to, when they continually come at Cincinnati fans and they're like, our program is better than yours. Here's the reasons why X, Y, and Z and laying it all out on the table when they're doing that, you know, Cincinnati doesn't have those types of signature wins. Well, the number, U- the UCF number one have. reason, the number one reason is UCF has won those big right. splashy bowl games. Right. And I tell you what, I was at work last week, my day job. And all of a sudden, oh, hey, good boy. Hey, good boy. There's a dog in Chad's picture right now, so we do have to give it a good boy or or good girl. Is Tiger a girl or a boy? It's a boy. He's a okay. boy. That's a good boy. It's a good boy. He but, is a good boy. He's just coming up. He heard some – well, he, he heard some noise up here. He had to 
to check said, out what was going on. We're getting on. all riled up. <laughs> I was, me, he's like, Dad, are you okay? Dad, <laughs> Dad are, are you still upset that RJ Young blocked you? Dad, no, tell it's me. okay. It's okay. No buddy. one bit your lip, right? We're good. <laughs> where, does, where does RJ Young live, Chad? Tell me. But anyway, anyway so <laughs> I'm sitting at work and we have a TV at in the office. And recently, we've you know our numbers have been really good, so we've been able to turn on sports. There you go, a big a big prize for us. And it's just on ESPNU, and they play old games, just over and over again, the top twenty five games of the past season. Lo and behold. There it is, the Beach Bowl. Dude, I went – we went out to dinner last week. Yeah. Went to get some wings. We sat down at the establishment. I looked up Peach Bowl, a minute, 57 seconds left to go. I'm like, are you – you just ruined my like, – what are we doing? Not even hungry I anymore. Eat. Yeah, I just walked out. <laughs> I sat in the car. <laughs> I, the whole entire game was on. I was having a very bad day at work. So I said, just pile it on, keep it on, keep that sorry Dan on. But gosh, the Bearcats were the better team for way more of that game. I, going into the fourth quarter, I, I, I constantly forget the score was just seem, seemingly out of reach heading into the fourth quarter. I mean, it, I don't want to relive it all. But I don't want to talk about it, period. Right. They what were right. <laughs> well, no, I'm I'm glancing over and skipping over, but they were right there. <laughs> they were literally right there on the cusp. And this is the season. This is the opportunity to bring it all together and say, hey, I really do think that is the perfect momentum boost. I 53 yards. I no no other kicker in any program is making that. Maybe three kickers in the if you're if you're outside, country. it's a whole different story, too, man. <sighs> anyway. So that was a pain in the butt to watch, but still, they were so, so close. This does seem like the season. This does seem like the time where at least the opportunities will be there in the out-of-conference to really spark something and show something good, which is why I think, it, you know, against Miami, you might want to say they, they might play vanilla or do certain things, but it does seem like the entire mantra, the entire offseason has been to, to play fast, start fast. You know, they want to make splash, splash plays early. I mean, I think they're going to literally come out and just try and just blow blow the doors off of the Red tick, Hawks. Tick early and often. Because I, it, it just seems like this – like last season, Chad, you, you've got to admit, at the, against Austin P. It, it didn't the, – the feeling wasn't really there. It wasn't really a – I don't know. It, it, yes, they won. They won dominantly. But it kind of was just a game that just seemed like it happened. There wasn't really any – too too many big splash plays, nothing too crazy, and they came out with a victory. But I think on on Saturday, with everything set up the way it is, they're going to come out and just just completely maul and try and go big early and and keep it going the entire way. And I don't see any chance that they're going to slow up. So that's my speech on this weekend because I think that oh. the blood is still boiling and they want to come out and finally hit someone that isn't wearing their own pads. So here's a question though. You got the spread right now at 22 and a half. Yeah. If you, if you don't beat that spread, do you consider it a failure? Cause in all honesty, like if you are this team that you're supposed to be, I think if you don't beat that spread that it is kind of a failure. Yeah. I mean, Vegas, I is, that's a big Vegas is smart. Vegas is, is very smart. I, I mean, 22 and a half is a four scores. 
that is a complete backdoor cover, like just like break my heart in the fourth quarter. Well, because I, I think the the total points that they're giving is 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 50, 51, 55, something like that. Bearcats best bets. I'm hammering the Bearcats this weekend. That's it. Open the door, shut the door. That's it. And we can move on. Aaron? I'm just saying, like 22 and a half, I, I would consider it a mild failure if you don't just we know what this offense and defense can do. So if they win 42 to 20, it's a it's a failure of a weekend for you. 42 to 20 with a fourth quarter touchdown. The Bearcats get the ball yeah. back with like a minute I, 20 I left. Think, yeah, I mean, I, I think it would depend think on what, how we got to think what you're saying. I understand, but we also know we we've we've talked. I think right after the spring game, we had talked about the second team and how if the second team was the actual starters, where would they line up as far as rankings? So they're up 40, in, in the 42 conference. to 42 to 13 in the middle of the third quarter. They put the third string in. Miami gets a touchdown. It ends up 42 to 20 for Aaron. That is a failure of a week for the Bearcats. I, I still think that I, I want to see them cover the spreads because I think that's how you get the respect that you're looking for. So people won't respect them because it's 42 to 20. I'm just saying like, that's just another feather in your cap to be like, Hey, we are this good. We are this good. I'm just, I'm just lining up expectations. I'll be a little disappointed. Yeah. If they don't, okay. even if, the, if that happens, <laughs> I, I would honestly be a little disappointed. I don't think I'd be the only one either. There's plenty of betters who'd be super disappointed. Two years ago, 35-13. Two years prior to that, 21-17, but that was, you know, year one. Or, you know, I, so still, I yes. Do I want 56-3? to three? Yes. But, man, Vegas knows – Vegas always knows something, but opening week, it's it's always just a complete crapshoot. And I mean, I'm 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 all aboard on on Bearcats by ninety. And I'm not. By the way, if you go to this game, make sure you yell loud and clear for all Miami fans to hear that they're still not an Ivy League because they get so mad. I got cussed out by so many people for being in the covered end zone while it was raining at Paul Brown Stadium, yelling out that you're still not an Ivy League right over the heads of all of the Miami fans. And I got called every single name you could think of. Is, so what's the, what, what's the reasoning? Oxford? Um, because they consider themselves an elite scholastic school. Okay. And when you point out the fact that they're still not an Ivy League school, man, they get all up in their feelings. Well, teach their own. But how about that game at Paul Brown? That was a monsoon. It was. Oh, it was. It was fun, though. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I just see this Saturday as the, the final chance for some big, big-time players to really show exactly what they've got. The biggest weakness that Miami has seemingly is their offensive line. And one of the biggest strengths that the Bearcats have is their defensive line. So, I, I mean, if you look at it right there, I don't think, even if it is third string against Miami's, you know, first string or second string offensive line, it's going to be a load Love to that. handle, a load to handle for a long time. But still, you know, like Chad said, what, like against Austin P. Austin P. busted off like a 75-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter with like five minutes left. It's just – Anything can happen in the world of you score a touchdown and that's seven points. So, I mean, that's a lot of points. Anyway, I think it's time, Aaron, 
if you would like to. Just a couple of superlatives for the season. I know this is going to be a little bit of a preview because I don't want to dive into the schedule because I want to dive into the schedule because I've got some hot takes on it, but I, I'm going to leave that for Thursday. I'm going to leave that for Thursday. I mean, if you've got a couple hot takes, you can fire off a couple hot takes. Here. Oh, I, I mean, I you're think, not stealing. I, as long as I stay out of it, you're not stealing any of our thunder. I mean, I think everyone knows what the eternal optimist is going to say coming into the season. I've got quite <laughs> a few bets coming against some friends of mine, IU friends, Notre Dame friends, living in the state of Indiana. This, this is season. either going to be a very lucrative fall or you're going to be broke as hell. <laughs> exactly. But Living in the state of Indiana with, with the friends that I have, being a, a graduate of Indiana University is just, this is like the epitome of, I'm, I'm getting guys coming out of the woodworks texting me saying like, oh, this Ritter guy, is he the real deal? You know, it, it's, it's just really interesting to see, you know, the kind, kind of the excitement around Cincinnati football is obviously at an all-time high. And then all of a sudden you're getting those outsiders that have, Long bashed the Bearcats and long bashed my affinity for the Bearcats. Now I'm starting to be like, wait a minute, this, this Luke Fickle guy, this Luke Fickle guy seems to know what he's doing. So it's, it's been a, it's been a whale of a ride in my uh, group chats. That is all IU basketball fans and Notre Dame football fans. And then now all of a sudden I use good. So they say Leo to everyone. They see Leo, Leo, but uh, yes, this is going to be a fantastic season. Hot take optimist. I'll let you fill in the blank. If they got, if they're looking for takes on Desmond Ritter, just tell them not to go to what's his nuts. Oh, RJ. RJ. Yeah. him. RJ will tell them that he, he throws quite a lot of interceptions. Been lining up on that Dan Enos defense all, all spring. <laughs> Look, like I said, he's absolutely right. If Dan Enos is running this defense, I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> You uh, win, RJ. You win. Right? That's a, look, if Dan Enos is running this defense, you're right, bro. That There's would reason concern. to be concerned. There's a re- Considering he's an offensive coach, he's never coached defense before, I would be concerned. That's fair. That is something to be very scared about. And you know what? I did not know that they said goodbye to Tress and brought in Enos. That is quite the uh, last-second change. Kind of like a last-second change. Does Maryland know? The, uh, no. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> did anybody tell Maryland? No, I, I think Mizzou might have told us about it, actually. They've got a great sports information department now. Yes, they do, they do. And a lot of inside connections to the Bearcats. Chad, Chad do you want to touch on that for a second? We can, it's, absolutely. I mean, it's, I it's mean, a sad day for me. It is, it is. And to be honest with you, I, I literally felt like my relationship with Cos was finally bubbling to the point where it was like going to turn into a real friendship, maybe. Same. I told him there was a fire. But now it's just like, yeah. Ed thinks you're the reason he's gone. It's true. Yeah. You tried to Notre Dame him for a second. But anyway, Chad. Terrified. Ryan Cobb. Uh-huh. Sad news. 14 14 years. Sad news. Uh, You know, to be honest with you, he was just that guy that would, would walk around and was everybody's friend, would crack a little joke, bust your balls a little bit. If you came to then, camp, you'd know he gave everybody water every day. And then continue to move on. I, man, I've, I've been there. I've been there. But anyway. He, Did he give he you just, water? He, he gave me Gatorade, actually. So it's kind of next level. Give you but, Gatorade or did you take the Gatorade? I, I think he said, do you like blue? And I said, yeah. And he tossed it to me. But anyway, <laughs> he's actually, you know, even when I would go on road trips because my family lives down in Florida, 
I would go to, you know, the USF game or the UCF game. And he would just always be so nice. And so, so easy to work with when I know he's busy as a bee to take a little time out and just shoot me a text or an email and just say, Hey, this is where you can get your credential this, that, and the other chat. It seemed like this was something that a lot of intertwining and cause now gets a big opportunity. Yeah. I mean, he, he had been looking to move up at, at UC into more of more of an administrative role. And, um, that didn't really happen for whatever reason. And, you know, I think that opportunity presented itself when Desiree got the job. Um, Desiree was the number two in Whit Babcock's athletic department here at Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. And then if you remember when Whit left for Virginia tech, Desiree was the interim AD until Mike bone took over. Um, And I, I joked with Kaz tonight. I talked to him a little bit before we got on here. The minute Desiree got the job, we were at practice that like the day that she got the job, we were at, at practice. And I looked at him. I said, you're going to Missouri, aren't you? And he's like, no, no. Um, so I called it. <laughs> Nothing was in motion at that point, but right. ultimately I was the first one that said it. So I get credit for calling it. Um, <laughs> but Kaz, look, Kaz has been awesome to work with. I, I know I've been a pain in his ass many, many, many times over the years. Um, but we ha- we've had a great relationship. He's being someone that that struggles to sleep like I do. He's taken many of my calls at 10, 1030 at night when I get a idea or, you know, something pops in my head or I, I need a question answered. Um, he, he's become a friend. He was a great ally uh, at the university. A lot of the stuff that we're able to do was because Kaz gave the thumbs up on, you know, that stuff happening that mm-hmm. that he easily could have shot down and said no. Um, you know, we had, we had a certain level of trust between the two of us. I knew he wasn't going to burn me. He knew I wasn't going to burn him. Um, and we had a great working relationship. So uh, it, it sucks. I'm happy for him. It's right. a big move. You know, you're it moving is. to the SEC. You're, you're moving into – a high level administrative position running the communications for, you know, the entire university of Missouri, probably a bigger home. (laughs) You know, probably, I don't know. I don't know what the housing market's like in, in Missouri, probably great. I'm sure he's grabbing that bag. Right. So I'm going to miss him. And more than anything, man, I'm, I'm in the me business. I hate having to build new relationships. It it just, it makes life so, because you got to build that trust again. And, you know, I, it sucks because you build that trust and you work a long time to get to that point where, like I said, they know you're not going to burn them. You know, they're not going to burn you. Everything kind of moves smoothly and, and, you know, works out the way that it's supposed to work out. And, um, it, you know, sucks a little bit to, to have cause moving on, but, like I said, super happy for him. Like, you know, the guy has been in the, in the administrative, uh, you know, sports information, uh, athletics administration for a long time. And to see a guy like that, you know, have some success and, and get a chance at a, taking it up a notch, taking it to a higher level. It's like seeing a longtime assistant get a head coaching job, really. Right. You know, and uh, you're always happy for those guys. I'm super happy for cause. It's the timing stuff dinks man yeah especially with how big the season is this is media 
all over it. This is literally, hey, we want to set up a a feature with Luke Fickle and Desmond Ritter for CBS Sports, for ESPN. Who are we supposed to call now? It, it's you know it's just i mean they'll have contingency they will. plans and they will. you know they'll they'll get it figured out but it's just so much easier when you've got a veteran yeah it's, it's just that, the wild west for like a week right you just do what you want for like a week or so yeah Ooh. should we should we start, start calling all the players everyone let's let's shoot call, out some dms I, call everyone I, I think i think he's going to be here until saturday oh okay, <laughs> okay. so okay. sunday Oh, Sunday. Okay. We'll, we'll, Sunday, 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 Sunday. The, the after, All the after game, off. the after game interviews are going to be fantastic. This All week. bets are off. For like Sunday, Sunday, we asked Sunday. Lenny to come on. Sunday, we asked Lenny yeah. Taylor to come on a surprise podcast. Luke Fickle would murder me. <laughs> Luke, Luke Fickle to the BBP on right. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> that would be actually awesome. But uh, yeah, I. It's always sad when when someone like that does move on. But as you mentioned, Chad, you just say congratulations and and, and you give him a you know a big pat on back. That's a huge step up. It's gonna. I told him. I told him I'm gonna give him a hug and a big wet kiss tomorrow at the the Luke Fickle press conference. Oh, a, a Chad Brenda wet kiss. That's a different <laughs> level of wetness right there. But uh, nice and nice and what they say moist is that the word? Ooh. Moist. Yeah, moist. Oh gosh. Okay. Sloppy. But that's my that's a better word. <laughs> sloppy. I just yeah, picture actually. you as as the cafeteria lady. Like, yes, I just made it extra sloppy for you. <laughs> a little, little Billy Madison reference there. I, I like that. But so you don't think this I I want to think about certain things, you know, with the whole NIL deal that's going on. The other outside kind of just noise that could distract someone. Is this something that you see as being at all a distraction no. to the team? Or no, it's just they'll they find a really, contingency plan and move on. They don't really deal with cars on a day-to-day basis. And right. we're a pretty small media horde. Like, yeah. right. There's not, I think in a short term, as long as they're aggressive to find a replacement and, and take the next step, I think in the short term, you can manage. I, I don't think it's anything that upsets the apple cart. Uh, yeah. That anyone, you know, is, is overly going to notice. I, I'm sure for Fick, it becomes annoying because it's just, you know, you have to uh, trust, get to know and trust somebody, you know, yeah. in that, in that specific role. But other than that, no, I don't, I don't think it's anything um, that, that will, you know, take away or change the flow of what's already happening. Right. I just crazy him and Dre in the same, what, six month. At yeah. Just- you gotta, Dre was Dre was there for eight or nine years. Kaz yeah. was there for fourteen. Shoes to fill, but you know, with uh, with the level that things are at right now, I think uh, I offered. I said I'd step in there. for. I said I'd step in for a couple weeks if they needed me. There's nobody. You son of a. There's nobody that that knows the athletic department and the situation better than right. me right now. So I mean, if you need me to fill in for a couple weeks, I'm yeah. in. Okay. Don't expect me at any 8 a.m. meetings, though. Is it like a wide open door policy as well when Chad Brendel is, is, is in charge? Oh, of no. No, 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 no. <laughs> but the question very, is... Would, very closed door policy. The, the question is, would you be setting up NIL deals for, you know, like UC and P&G and Kroger and Fifth Third 
you know, the way that Amani Bates and, and Memphis got that all worked out. Oh, man. That's not allowed, Aaron. Oh, okay. The schools are not allowed to have any involvement in yeah, NIL. Come on. Tell I would never comp I would never compromise the integrity That's... of the position like that. That is I'm FedEx an, and FedEx I'm, only, Aaron. I'm ashamed sure. you would ask me that question, sure. sir. God, FedEx and FedEx only. Just just show me a bag and tell me how many how many dollar bills you want me to put into it. <laughs> Golly. Signed, signed FedEx.com. But anyway. Aaron, quick superlatives. I don't want to spend too long on this. We've got a long mail Big bag mailbag yep. as well as I want to uh, kind of just also get our picks real quickly on the Cincinnati fan basketball, you know, event that's coming up on Saturday as well. So quick superlatives yep. and Chad, you can spike in your answer as well. If you want to leading rusher, not named Jerome Ford or Desmond Ritter on this year's Cincinnati Bearcats. I mean, until he's injured, I'm going Chuck all day. Chuck all day. Take Ethan Wright. I was going to take Ethan Wright as well. Dang. Okay, Ethan Wright. Because I'm here, I'm here to rock the ship. I like it. I think you're that, taking the number two back. How are you rocking the ship? I, I think mean, that you guys both took the same guy. So I think that rushing we're rocking yards, the ship. I think rushing yards is a little different than all-purpose yards. I think that Chuck will have more opportunities in the passing game. What I saw from Ethan at Camp Higher Ground was the ability to run in between the tackles with, with, some, with some force, and he just seems like the more logical candidate to be that second string running back as well when Chuck would be the change of pace for Jerome Ford with the first team. So I think when they do a, a wholesale change and bring in the second team, it's Ethan Wright and Ethan Wright only. Um, next up, leading – receptions who will lead the team in receptions this season catches not yardage catches just catches for now trey tucker wow okay no i'm saying michael young and i want to say alec pierce but i think alec pierce is more of a big play and he might get four catches a game i could see Michael Young getting five or six of like, you know, the seven, eight, three yard varieties. I think Wiley comes close to Trey Tucker. Okay. Here's the thing I think that's interesting there. I think you could end up having five or six guys that are all within 10, 15 catches of each other. That's what I was thinking as well. Like I, I, like bananas. Yeah. I, I I'm inclined. I don't know that I'll be right. I'm inclined to say Tyler Scott. That's your, that's your the, guy. Kid, the, the kid knows how to the kids open, right? Like he's open a lot. And when you're looking at those crossing routes, those type of routes that your field receiver runs, right? You know, if, if Des is is excelling at reading his progressions, how many times is he gonna find Tyler Scott just open in the middle of the defense? Like right. that I'll I'll I think there's a lot of I I don't know, like. The Reds are frustrating the hell out of me right now. Yep. Um, deep breaths. Deep breaths. Like, do you consider a Jets is 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 Tyler Scott getting jet sweeps as like a shovel pass? So that counts as a pass. That does. That does. Yep. So you know that that could inflate his numbers because I think he probably gets one or two of those a game. Same with Trey Tucker, um, as, as yeah. Aaron mentioned. 
So, guys, quick question: Who could you name the third leading receiver? Just just receptions last season. One was Michael Young. Two was Josh Wiley. Then Jay Sean Jackson. Jay Sean Jackson. So that's it's twenty seven receptions in thirteen games. What spot did Jay Sean Jackson play? Outside field receiver. No, nah, he was he was in the slot a lot. No, he wasn't. Well, it's not really. Some, but not really. Because Michael Young, they put outside a lot too last. They last year. they kind of were right. like interchangeable. Yeah, they were. They were. So, are all twenty seven of those receptions and you know obviously more targets going to go to Tyler Scott? Put him in the mix. It's going to be only, crazy. The only reason it might not be Tyler Scott. Is because Jaden Thompson is also played the very 50, well. Fifth, yeah, right. And are they going to be a pretty equal split? If they're a pretty equal split, then some of those receptions are going to go to Jaden Thompson and not Tyler Scott. Right, right. That, that, and whereas that would be an interesting one. Pierce. Well, and this is this is why you could make an argument for Pierce. There's not anybody that's really in that boundary number one spot. Right. Solidified themselves as the the second guy. Yeah. Whereas at tight end, you have Josh and Lenny. Right. In the slot, you have Michael Young and Trey Tucker. Right. At the mm-hmm. field, you have Tyler Scott and Jaden Thompson. Jordan like Jones I, would be. Jordan Jones, but how much are you going with Jordan Jones over Alec Pierce is what no, I'm saying. No, you're right. You're right. You've got a legit, my point being, at the other three spots, you've got a legit 1B. Until Where Blue it, Smith comes on. <laughs> your boy Blue. On, on what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was that was bad. I'm sorry. Which well, well, Chad, that that brings up the next point. Sorry. Which is most receiving yards on the team. I'm thinking Alec Pierce in a landslide. I don't agree with you there. I mean, you look at him last last year. He played six total games, and six one of those of games, yeah, six of ten. And and one of those games, I, which one was it? I I believe it was the Memphis game where he started out hot and then injured his shoulder. Yeah. He only played, I believe, what, two quarters in that one, had that three receptions, six one yards, and touchdown. Then he wore that bulky shoulder brace for the next four weeks when he was on the field and then blew up against Tulsa, had a decent game against Georgia. I just think that he's set him for and, a huge year. He's set yeah, for a huge year. The way him and Des have just built that chemistry, you can just tell Des is putting it anywhere and, and Alec is catching everything. So, I've got Alec receiving yards at a landslide, which brings up the interesting one. Last, the last offensive one, most receiving touchdowns. Wiley, Lenny. I wanted. I, I was there. I was there. He's got the softest hands on the team. I know. I Man, know. It's it's That's awesome. We can do interchangeable right there too. That's going to be fascinating in the red zone because you know both of them they're going to fight each other for. For, for touchdowns. Well, and, and then how many, Alec Pierce on the other side. It's just uh, how many how many looks can you give though in that like power O where you got you know two tight end, three tight end set. Yeah, but you don't have to line Josh up in line. You can line Josh up anywhere. Outside, you can line him up yeah. in the slot. You can line him up outside. As we've seen, they've thrown him fades. Yeah. Like they've not lined him up as the outside guy and thrown him yep. fades. Like mm-hmm. um it's uh it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> There's the, a lot the number, there. like most touchdown receptions. I mean, rushing, you, you'd have to think it's going to be Ford because he pretty much projects to or be the, Dez. the. Yeah, Des could be there. Des as well. had 12 rushing touchdowns last season. 
Yeah, that's, it's a lot. That's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I still think Ford. Um, because I think Des will will try and throw the ball more this season. I think he's really been working on the mechanics for that. So defensively, most sacks not named Majay Sanders. That's a tough one. I think it's gonna be Beavers, though. Okay. Okay. I'll go Malik. And I was my my two was was probably Briggs. Okay, fair. Malik Van's gonna be gonna be rocking that opposite side with my Jay getting so much attention i yeah. think and and you've got two really good tackles right um that are going to be able to to, to garner some attention as well i think malik is going to be getting a lot of one-on-one looks outside yep. and as the pocket collapses i think he's going to have quite a few opportunities for sacks so I, I i'm pretty confident in saying malik yeah and uh so last season obviously a weird season with with only 10 games but you had leading sack artist was my Jay Sanders. Second was Darrell White off the uh, kind of, you know, blitzing. And, and that's where a, a linebacker comes in. Right. And then you have a big tie at two and a half between Darren Beavers, Curtis Brooks, Malik Van, Ethan Tucky, and Malik Van, if you remember, was he was behind Ponder, you know. It, yeah. It was Ethan Tucky at times was out there as, as the rush end on the outside as well. So I think this is, yes, I I'm, I'm on the side there, but I think a, a sneaky pick as well would be Curtis Brooks. I think that he's kind of always just been someone that can kind of bring that, that rush off in the middle as well, when both sides are getting eaten up. And then all of a sudden you have Darren Beavers rushing the quarterback as well. I mean, the possibilities are on this is kind of, it's kind of crazy to think. How about people going to eat? Right. A lot of people. How about leading tackler? This is an interesting one because two seasons ago it was a safety. Last year it was Jarrell White. This season, the Blanco Beavers. I'm on Beavers as well. Beavers with Brian Cook at second. I think Cook is going to try and be all over the field at all times. But uh, but it's going to be it's going to be Darian Beavers. I, the the last latter half of the season last year was I believe. Don't quote me, the leading tackler on the team for the last well, and, four games, I believe. And also, if you look at at Mike Tressel's history, right, it's a very linebacker heavy uh, in terms of statistics. It's a very yeah. linebacker heavy defense. Uh, I think that bodes well for for Beavers. I don't think the Blanco will be far behind. I think those two guys will will regularly be right there at the top of the tackles chart for the defense. But uh, I'll go with Beavers. I, the, there's nothing better than a running back busting through the initial line of scrimmage only to meet Joe DeBlanco at the second level. He, he seems like one of the more sure tacklers that have been there in a while. So last but not least, interceptions. Everyone loves interceptions. Cincinnati is constantly in the mix and some of the tops in the nations. This is the no-fly zone that is next level. You got Sauce, you got Kobe, you've got one of the best interception artists in the entire country two seasons ago, Javon Hicks. Plethora of linebackers, Aaron. Arquan Bush. Oh. Afraid That's to go interesting. At, afraid to go at Kobe. Afraid to go at okay. I'll go with Kobe because I think you're gonna you're gonna teams are gonna throw away from sauce, but you're still gonna try to push the ball downfield. I, okay. I think Kobe is is in position to have a great season as that field corner. Uh, but Bush is Bush is fascinating because. He's got big playability. 
And, you know, teams are going to be checking the ball down quite every a bit. time. Every time I saw him on the field, he was making a play. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in, I'm not at, at camp like of, just every of, every time of all of your picks that I've disagreed with. Uh, I think this is your best <laughs> one. <laughs> That's fine. Last season, Kobe <laughs> led the team with four interceptions. Second was sauce. But I'm gonna dip back to Javon Hicks. I just think he uh, he's got he nice. He's got he nice for the ball. Happen. Yeah, yeah, he's he got nice for happen. the ball, and I think there's gonna be such a vicious pass rush this season to the point where quarterbacks are just gonna heave it up and hope and pray that it somehow lands somewhere, and that'll be Javon Hicks playing center field and intercepting. But how many times in 2019 did Hicks catch arm punts? Right, it had exactly. to be like three or four where he I was mean, just UCLA. Back there like, he did. Houston, yeah. he did. I think Tulsa, he did. I, I yes. I, those. The funny thing is, none of us have picked sauce because we just don't think anybody's going to really no. try to throw at sauce. No. But we all three picked what I think are pretty strong contenders for yes. this title. There's no doubt. There's that. I told no you doubt. I wasn't going to participate in the superlatives, but I've been <laughs> participated more than I thought. See, because it was a fun idea. Just couldn't help himself. Well done, Brent. Anyway, it does seem like there's just, gosh, the, it, it's crazy to think that there are actually two, three, four, sometimes five options for each yeah. one of these. I, I mean, and, I just. It's, it's and usually when you do stuff like this, there's a pretty clear answer. And right. There, there's not a clear answer on most of these questions. I don't no. think I had horrendous picks in all fairness. You did. No, no I just. Just wanted if, to. Just if Trey Tucker myself. is leading the team in receptions, I think this team is doing some wild stuff which would be fun to see but i think it's time to move on to basketball superlatives and basketball and well and anything football wise before we shut out i know chad you were mentioning that that practices are kind of mum mum hush hush but it's well, especially seems- now we're, we're into game week and then once they right. get back to campus i just i i kind of slow down the daily reporting stuff right um it's like i said man like the other teams use opposing networks as a yeah. resource relentlessly. Right. right. I'm not giving anybody anything easy. No. Tap every shoulder you can. Why wouldn't you? I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense not to. So. But, but red red jerseys are starting to become less and less. Let's just hope at least. As this mostly, is mostly white and black jerseys outside of quarterbacks, which is that's, a good thing. That is great to hear. Great to hear. But I want to go on to something as well that I think is a great idea but I don't know if I love the timing of it. And that is the Cincinnati Fan Fest coming up at 12.30 p.m., Fifth Third Arena. Chad Brenda will be in attendance. Did they ask you to MC it, or are you just going to be there? No, I'm just, I'm just kicking it. It could be fun if you MC it, though. If they want to pay me to MC it, I'll MC it. I have hey, no problem be, with that. It'd be a lot of fun. But you saw all the uh, – the entire team tweeted out. Chad has been hinting at it for numerous weeks. If you kind of said, if, if you could pick the little tea leaves where he said, I don't think I can tell it quite yet. Uh, I can't tell it yet. That is what he was talking about. So it seems as if the squad is going to have a little three-point shooting event, skill showcase, open gym. And I saw something about dunk a, contest. a dunk contest as well. Right. <clears throat> Correct. Some midnight madness at, at 1230 on game day. No big deal. The only thing I would have changed, the, the only thing I don't agree with 
I'd have done it next weekend. I'd have done it at the same time, but I'd have done it next weekend. Yeah. I just think the hardest part, and, and here's what I would suggest to people. You don't have to be there for the entire hour and a half. Stop right. by. 15, 20, 30 minutes, go in, get a beer, add to the atmosphere. And if right. everybody kind of cycles through, it looks like a big time event. It feels like a big time event. Right. Um, I get like the hardest part about this thing, man. And I've expressed this to a couple of people. Everybody's missed tailgating for two years. Right. Like, exactly. Everybody, everybody, especially the way the forecast looks right now, like yep. 82 degrees and sunny. Right. Everybody is going to be on their tailgate like shit. It's it's just going to be so hard to drag people away. Right. Um, but it, it is important. Look, there are going to be significant basketball recruits there. Mm-hmm. There are going to be significant football recruits in town that I wouldn't be surprised if that was also a part of what their day looked like. It'd be foolish not to include that as part of right. the day. So if you right. want to help out, not only the basketball team, if you want to help out recruiting on all fronts, football and basketball, mm-hmm. find yourself a way at some point in time between 1230 and 2, Right. To cycle in for 20, 30 minutes. You can right. grab you a beer out of the cooler, walk to Fifth Third Arena, drink your beer, walk into Fifth Third Arena, get a beer. Because that helps campus. Have a seat. It helps campus. Have a seat. Enjoy. If you, if you walk in and the three-point contest is going on, stick hmm. around for the three-point contest. The dunk contest. Like If you walk right. in for the open gym, stick around. And stay right. for 20, 30 minutes. You don't have to commit to the entire hour and a half. Let's think of it. Let's put it in our brains in that perspective. Take your tailgate. You know, here's what, here's a great idea. Follow the catwalk. So the catwalk goes through the grid. You go through the grid once the catwalk goes through and you walk your happy ass to the third arena. You go in, you enjoy a little bit of the fan fest, and then you go back to your tailgate. If you're a signature chaser or a photo op chaser or something like that, I'm sure there's going to be some guys from years past basketball that are there anyway, trying to check there out will the be. event. But I, I, I think one person that has been a guest on this show will be there, minimum. Because he's part of the staff? No, because this is the only podcast he's ever been on. Oh, that one. Yeah. The double do. You know, you know, so, so here's my question. Would the bye week after the IU game be too late in the calendar to host this event? Yeah, because at that point, I think you're already into practice. I just think like that would have been just the perfect, perfect time. But I, I think this is the perfect time. Yes, there will I, be a I lot of people on campus, right? Everybody's on campus. Like you're, you're not asking people to, to carve to time make, out of their yeah, day. Yeah, to make, you know, a, an unexpected trip to campus. And especially, I hate asking people to do stuff on bye weeks because this year there's only one. Yeah, true. So you've got 12, 13 out of 14 weeks if you plan on this team playing for an AAC championship. For 13 weeks, you're going to be committed. On a Saturday. Well, there's a Friday night game. But, like, for most of the time, you're going to be committed to this program. I, I just don't like in that light necessarily asking people to come out on the bye right. week. Um, I think, you know, something, something cool could very easily have been uh, incorporating a watch party 
for the IU game yeah. into the fan fest. That would have been like, yeah. You know, the IU game into or, it. Or, yeah. or yeah, like, you know, or or coming out of it. Right. Okay. You know, like the I think I'm frozen. I think I'm frozen. No? Did I freeze a no. second? No. Okay. No, you're good. Um, I think like coming out of like you schedule the fan fest for 3:30 after the IU game. Right. So, and you play so like, the, like the UCF game. You play the game on the big screen. Right. In Fifth Third Arena. I think that would have gotten a lot of people down there to watch the second half, the end of the game, and then stick around. But if the outcome was what RJ Young thinks it is. I mean, that's a risk you take. They took that right. risk with, with UCF and they did. And had a successful midnight madness afterwards. Um, you know, you, you've got to take some risks in this business. Yeah. And, you know, Rubble it dice. is what it is. But um, they scheduled it when they did. And it's, it, you know, it's an outside company that's doing this. Again, it is an NIL deal. The players are getting paid for this. And if you would like for it to continue to be something that's available, this fan base needs to support it. And yeah. I, I, know, I know, I know how bad everybody wants to tailgate Saturday. Right. But take take a half hour. Just make it part of your get, tailgate. Yeah. Yeah. Go yeah. take a half hour. Take a five minute walk. Grab a beer inside Fifth Third Arena, and catch 20, 30 minutes of the fan fest. And and take, it'll it'll pay huge dividends. I promise. Take, take a goal each three pointer that goes in during the three point shooting contest. How about that? And let's hope after that you you're drunk. Don't need to tailgate much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so let's because if that's your plan and you're sober. It's a pretty shitty fan fest. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I can't wait for Dave Simone to show up to this thing with like seven jello shots in his pockets. <laughs> he has a little pouch that he carries that, <laughs> that has them all. So, guys. Um, uh, but look, Daniel yeah. Skilling's on hand. Yep. Uh, we'll have information on anybody else. We should have stuff uh, later in the week. Um, if you're new uh, or if you're old and you're just a pain in the ass and you, you like to ask these questions over and over and over again. We will have full recruiting details as we get towards the end of the week. Remember, these are 16 and 17-year-olds we're dealing with. If we give you a bunch of information on Tuesday, that information is going to change by Friday. So we wait until Thursday or Friday to give you that information because that's when that information is more correct. We're not holding out on you. We're just making sure because we at Bearcat Journal are known for our accuracy, right? We are known for our journalistic integrity. We do it later in the week so that we get things right more than we get things wrong. Not, not always the first because we want to be the right. I agree. But we could always be the first every single time if you wanted to. But anyway, I want to pick favorites and sleepers for each of the events that we know of so far. I want to go with three-point contest first. Three-point shooting event is what they call it. Guys, your favorite, and then a sleeper. For threes? Three-point shooting event. Yep. Madsen. Madsen's your favorite. I'll go McGinnis. McGinnis is your favorite, and a sleeper. Koval. Okay. I think Koval's a guy, if you give him a rack in front of him, like the way that his, his shot is, there's not a lot of like uh, there's not a lot of motion in his right. shot. It's not very um, like involved. 
yeah. I guess is a, a great way to describe it. Um, so I would say Koval could be a guy that in a three-point shooting contest could be very good. Aaron, sleeper? Um, How about last year's leading uh, percentage shooter for the Bearcats? I mean, he he did that on catch and shoot, though. Right. So I right. don't. Th- that's not picking it up out of the the cart and shooting. You know what I mean? That's a whole different motion, as opposed to catch and shoot. Right. So that's where I'm. I don't know. I'll go uh, with uh, with John Newman. Newman. Okay. Newman. Yeah my Hello, my favorite's Newman. Mason. My favorite's Mason with you, and then my sleeper would be David Julius. I uh, just think. When, when his confidence is as high as it is right now and there's no one guarding him, we saw him knock down, what, eight in a row in that video? So if he gets a little 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 streak going, then who knows? You could pull out the victory. Uh, skill showcase. I think this one is pretty easy. If, if I imagine they're going to do, like, the dribbling thing like they do in the NBA, if it's like that, the dribbling, the passing, the shooting, the layups, I'm, I'm going with, with Mikey Saunders as my pick. I'll go to Julius there. Okay. I was going to say DDJ. Okay. I think it's those two or Micah. I think Micah would be good in Micah, a setting yeah. like that as well. Micah would be a sleeper, I guess, in that yes. setting, even though he's not much of a sleeper. I would have said McGinnis would be the, my sleeper. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, my sleeper would be. I don't even know if he is. Uh, let's 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 you know let's let's give him some love. Jarrett Hensley. It always seems like a a, a bigger guy has some uh, some success in these skill events. So so Jarrett Hensley would be my pick as a sleeper for the skills. And then last but not least, dunk contest. Aaron and Chad, your birdies have been telling you about all these dunkers and recently. Your your favorite is McGinnis. Okay. Chad. Mm, you going one, of, one, one of the bigs? You going one of the bigs? I think I think I'll go with a guy that we probably should have brought up in the three point shootout, but we didn't. I'll go with Jeremiah Davenport. We Hometown. did bring him up. We, we I mean, we didn't. None of us picked him. I said he because it's not a catch and shoot. Because he's taking it out of the cart is a whole different motion. Dunking is a judging thing. Yeah, Jeremiah Davenport is the hometown guy. Get him hype. Yeah, I'll go Jeremiah Davenport. All right. You know what? I might take Jarrett Hensley again. Have him be a little bit of like a, uh, you know, like a. I don't know if he he might be. A, I think he's a really good game dunker. In game dunker, okay. I okay. don't know how he'd be as a dunk contest dunker. AJ McGinnis in recent videos has been throwing it down, pretty pretty hard. Um, Newman. Some... Well, well, Newman pretty... would Newman would be my number two. Newman's got some of those dunks that he does in the. Uh, Against Duke, that dunk against Duke would be uh, one that would definitely yeah. raise the noise meter on the uh, fifth third inside of fifth third arena. But so I maybe maybe your boy Banksy as a sleeper in the dunk contest. Oh, that ain't it. <laughs> that ain't it. <laughs> Gotta give him a little love. Eh. Or 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 Guama. How about That's that? What, oh, I was gonna say I don't know. Shaved what, head, aerodynamic. He's not shaved head. He um, just well, just doesn't have the braids anymore. He's got the Aaron cut, little, little, little short, little fade, fade, looking nice. But yeah, I mean, either way, I think it's going to be fun. I'm also excited to hear about that open gym as well because it'll be kind of like a, uh, 
it'll be open gym. <laughs> and I don't think they're going to take this one too seriously either, but it'll be, uh, it'd be fun to see for the fans, a first look at the team going at each other. And I really hope it is a big turnout because for a lot of this, these guys, it's the first chance they've had to even see. Right. For, for most fans, this is the first chance you have to see a lot of these guys actually do anything in person. Right. Exactly. And man, I and mean, everybody's lucky enough to get an invite to see, you know, little, little eight, hanging out. eight, 10, 12 former Bearcats run an open gym with the current team. Whoever, whoever got that call must have been a good boy this year. Ed, Ed's still mad as shit about that, man. <laughs> he must he must be shaking the right hands, huh? But anyway, so. It pays to live close, Brent. It does. It, it sure damn does, doesn't it? But uh, I think that, you know what, this might be the earliest that we've ever opened up the BBP mailbag. Not true. Unless last you guys week, said, an hour and 15 minutes in. Last unless week, you guys said. No, last week we tried this and I said, oh, we got 45 minutes. We're, we're, well, we're good. Well, actually, real we quick. Had 50 minutes last week. Real, real quick, Aaron. Oh, actually, I think one of the mailbag questions was uh, your favorite uh, player. You can kind of dive in a little bit on the roundup, some, some key performances that you saw over the weekend during that mailbag question. Um, but outside of that, Daniel Skillings this weekend on the basketball side of recruiting things. I know we always want to touch on recruiting a little bit. I think we'll dive into it a little bit more in the mailbag. But, man, Daniel Skillings. I uh, I really hope he gets a warm welcome. They give him a little like, oh, Skilling's in the house. I don't know. I would if I was MC. But anyway, look Aaron, up his picture. Familiar, familiarize yourself with what he looks like. And if you see him on campus Saturday, give him a little clap. Give him a little what's up. A little down the drive, maybe. Ooh. Uh, give him the Justin Jennifer like pop the pop the yep. logo. Yep. Show him, show him the UC. Show them the love. The kids love the love. Yeah. So, so don't Justin Jackson mean mug him? If I mean, you explain why you're doing it, maybe. <laughs> maybe. All right. Look, here's the thing. If you mean mug somebody, you have to be ready for them to punch you. Fair enough. Right? That's why I've been wrong just, all these years. If somebody just walks <laughs> up to you like, like, <laughs> whoa, what's up? I wish everyone could have seen that picture. I got to be quick on the screen caps, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Aaron, take it away. Mail back. All right. So now that I know how to announce scores correctly. Ooh, shit. that's good. Yeah. Um, Derek Shepard, forty-nine zero win at oh the roundup. Let's do at, it at Thurgood Marshall. Um, so that was that was a big win there make this quick uh, trying to man it's in an article we don't have to like make it quick aaron pick out your 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 three favorite ones doggett was a beast this week he was uh he's he's filling up the stat line every week um the tape pops if you will i mean it's just everything that that kid could do i'm excited to see him here um marcus peterson had a great week five catches 125 yards two scores like just monster Right. Again, just excited to see what that one-handed catch he had was grown man. Nasty. I mean, grown man. Nasty. How is he not a four-star? He has a legit gripe according to his Twitter. Like, what does he have to do to get a four-star? Because he's a tight end still. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. But um, and then outside of that, 
Kalen Carroll's putting on putting up a, a great season thus far. As uh, this week, he had a catch, 13 yards, an interception, a fumble recovery, and two scores, both coming defensively. Just mm-hmm. keep doing your thing, young man. I, a lot of times, what Will Fong and and uh, and Lua, they they say that Kalen Carroll, one of the best defensive backs in the Midwest. So. I didn't update the uh, the rankings on any of the teams in my roundup because they don't come out until tomorrow. So um, hard to update anything when I don't. Fine. Know, I don't know those updates. You're fine. Let's let's tackle this mailbag. Yes, sir. All right. So first first question right out the gate. Thanks, Skins. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> I don't think you actually mean that. <laughs> he knows he's my guy. So. Do you guys have any weird traditions you do on game day? No. I'm really. I'm I'm super matchy matchy. I don't know if you knew that about me, but I can't super like, matchy matchy. It's, it's gross. It's a, it's a just like OCD thing of mine, I guess. Like I can't wear an Under Armour use like piece of UC garb and not wear Under Armour shoes, and I can't wear like Nike socks or anything. Like it's it's it doesn't gross. have anything to do with game day. That's your everyday life. That, that's well, that is true. But when when I traditionally go to take in a game, I'm usually decked out in UC garb, so I can't wear like Nike shoes or anything like that because I have. I'm not kidding you. It's it's weird. Can man. you wear like Levi's with a Gap polo? I don't wear Levi's, so there's that. Nor do I own anything Gap. <laughs> but, um, well, can I tell mine? Well, I'm and I I just get drunk every game day, so that's going to be different this year. I uh, you don't have to worry about anymore. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, one week. One, one week, week to so cheer one, my ass off. No, one week not to piss Kaz off, and then you can cheer your ass off however you want because. There's nobody going to be in charge. Wild Wild West. Be a fucking free for all in the press box. <laughs> so, uh, so I drive from Indianapolis every morning to go to the games. Um, and on the way, I listen to podcasts. I always stop in Greensburg, Indiana, go to the Speedway. I get a five-hour energy and a energy drink. I know. My heart loves me. And then. What? Trying to kill yourself. No. It's uh, what are you caffeine. doing? I need the energy. You're already a spaz. Sure, sure, but the energy helps. And so, <laughs> and so, on the press I, box, <laughs> I then cruise. I then cruise, and when I park, after I park, I always watch the video that uh, Kelsey Sharkey puts together. That you know, the official Twitter account posts. I always watch it in my car before I get out, and then after that, it's just. Time to go to work. But before that, it was a lot of it's like, like doing a line. Of, that's like doing a line of coke in your car before you get out of it. Watching the video before you walk in on all that caffeine. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's something that I get very excited. Just gotta about. Do it. Just got to do a little bump to get me going. Just taking ah. as much you see up the nose as I can. <laughs> I think one time when they were doing some construction, there was a brick wall and I did run through it, run so. into it. Yeah, you ran into it. You didn't run purpose. through it. I I moved a couple bricks, but yes, fair enough. Aaron, rest of the question. I like this final part. So the follow-up question is, if you were to recast the film Fargo, who would you play, or who would play who, and why does Aaron end up a wood chipper? There's even a follow-up to that question further into the mailbag, which is... God, uh, I hate skins. <laughs> 
which is, did you mean, is he the wood chipper or in the wood chipper? Which I think we can all agree I'd be in the wood chipper. Man, that's 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 a tough way to go. So you would be what? Peter Stormar? Is that who went in the wood chipper? Looks like I've never seen Fargo. Really? Ooh. I'm not a movie guy. It's a good movie. I, I'm I'm sure it is. Like I, I feel I, like I feel like Chad would make an excellent Canadian cop. Yeah. I think I'm kind of oh, like, don't you know? Yeah, exactly. I'm kind of like March Gunned, yeah. Oh yeah. How's it how's it going, eh? Just a really nice guy. Have you he ever had, had French fries and gravy though? Poutine? Poutine? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. Like, but in Canada? No. Oh. I've never oh. been to Canada. It slaps, man. It's so good. It is bussin', as they say. Bussin'. Dude, my daughter says that shit like fuck 30 times a day. Oh, what, that's bussin', bussin'. bussin'. That's I know. bussin', bussin'. I'm like, <laughs> you kids have the worst fucking words. Hey, man, if 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 it clicks, it clicks. And that's that. That's it doesn't bussin'. click. It sounds stupid. <laughs> right. But, I concur. But. Yeah, move on. What's the perfect conference for UC in Egypt? What? What? Wait, who would you be, Brent? Who would I be in Fargo? Well, I, I don't, you'd, I'd, you'd be I'd, the Canadian, be Canadian cop. cop. Okay. I don't know. Even um, though it's a woman in the in the film, but I think you'd make a good Canadian cop. I mean, I'm not a killer. I think I'd be a nice guy. Uh, you'd be the one feeding me to the wood chipper, but in a nice way. Worst worst way to die: feed first into a wood chipper. Anything into a wood chipper. No, head first, you're done. Horrendous. Head first, it's over. Well, they're already dead at that point in the movie, but... But I'm saying, head first into a wood chipper, as soon as you get to the wood chipper... Yeah, you're out. Oh, we lost. Sorry, feet first into a wood chipper. Feet first into a wood chipper, there's going to be a period of, this really sucks bad. (laughs) Right, right. And then you're saying, come on, just, just feed me more, please. But yeah. What's the perfect conference for UC in each of your opinions? Not talking, just picking the ACC, Big Ten, et cetera. What would be your ideal nine other teams in a 10-team conference? I don't know that we have time to do 10 teams in a conference. That'd be a a long conversation. But as things currently stand, if we are going to do that, I think I still think it's the ACC. Well, it's the ACC because West Virginia, Pitt, Louisville. Well, in addition to, I think that you have some rivalries that would be incredible in Duke and North Carolina as well. Why would Duke and North Carolina give a shit about Cincinnati? I'm looking at basketball on on that side of things. Okay, think, I'm asking again. Why would Duke and North Carolina give a shit about to be a rival? A rival. West I mean, West Miller. But West Miller does have ties there. I think that that, that could be a thing with North Carolina. Well, he has ties especially to Wake especially too, since but. they could have had him as the head coach. But we do. West Virginia, Pitt, Louisville. Agreed. Those are the built-ins. You asked Kentucky. me about the reasons. Rekindling the, the Kentucky, past. Michigan yeah. State, Purdue, Indiana. Get give one blue blood. Notre Dame. Okay, the- Notre Dame. We'll go the the Indiana three. Uh, I would love to keep Memphis because I love Memphis. Are you and gonna know Ohio State? No, I don't want anything to fucking do with Ohio State. I don't feel like I'm with you with on them that. on an, I don't want to deal with them I'm on an annual too. basis. Let I'm them do too. their own thing. That's why I didn't say Michigan either. 
because wherever Ohio State goes, Michigan's going to go, right? Right. So right. you're not like I, I think you could take Michigan State and still leave Ohio State and Michigan alone. Um, I'm going to give me one give me more. one one Florida school so we can make a road trip. Are we building a, a rivalry with UCF? Okay, I'll I'll take UCF for shits and giggles as my ten. That's my ten. I like it. I like it. I'm not taking Nebraska or Illinois. I'll say that. Woof. I concur. College football began, but boy, it did not um, begin. How many points would you see need to score on Saturday to force the ADs to stop the series from continuing? Three. I needed nothing. It's well, not I, going anywhere. I mean, you at least got to get the win, right? You you can't you can't end the series at a tie, right? So at it's least they, there's like a ten. There's ten more years on the contract. It's not going anywhere. Right. What's the one individual position where we are most insulated from catastrophe should an injury occur? Wide receiver. Uh, uh, I don't. I, I still don't think I'm fully comfortable with that. Just me. because while there is a bunch of talent, very little of it is proven. Right here. Sure. But I, I think it that's where we're deepest. We just don't know yet. I think that's where we're deepest. I think it's got to be D-line or running back. I'm not ready to say running back. Truthfully. Well, I mean, if one injury happened, but if there was like for two, then it's like, uh-oh. Throw right. Trey Tucker and Tyler Scott back there. But D-line, I mean, <laughs> obviously, obviously, if you lose my Jay, that's monstrous. But, I mean, the depth there is just undeniable. Anything else, Chad? Uh, I'm contemplating. I think tight end, you're pretty deep. Like, if something happens, no, you're not. No, you're not. Well, not not past. I guess not past Lenny. Yeah, you're deep. You're deep at number one and number two. You talked about that in your write-ups that were yeah with with Davis and Singletary and. I mean, I think there's some potential there, but the answer is D line. All right. I want, here's what I want to say. I want to say linebacker. I want to too, but it's kind of like wide receiver room where. Yeah. It's so, it's so green that I'm not comfortable saying it yet. Like you lose my Jay, you are playing with one of the best linemen that in, in the ACC at one point. And then you lose Malik Van, you're playing with. Jabari Taylor and Justin Watley as as your backup. I it just I think defensive line find the field. I think defensive line probably is the right answer. Brett. Good job, Brent. Thank you. All right. Thank Are you. they happy with the views slash engagement slash metrics of the Let It Fly series? I have no idea. I would imagine yes. <laughs> We'll, we'll see who we run into in the press box, Brent, and if we can get any answers on that. For I like that week. idea. All right. Um, we've seen recruits Tyler Gillis and Kaylin Carroll play on the offensive slide this year. We have a crowded DB room with what will be returning and what is committed to the class so far. We need a tight end. If you ask uh, 24-7, we have one. <laughs> um, could we see Gillis in a tight end and Carroll moved wide receiver? Yes, I know they haven't set foot on campus, but humor me. No. I mean, I, I think we consider, can say. Consider I, yourself humored. No. I, 
I think we can say that nothing's ever set in stone, but eh, I'm not feeling great about any of that. I mean, one, look, one it, reception it, in 13 yards does not negate a fumble recovery, a an interception and two touchdowns defensively. Generally, if there are like with Ethan Wright, we've joked about Ethan Wright and defense for so long because there was a legitimate battle. Right. Between the coaches on offense and defense as to who was going to get to keep Ethan Wright. Those have not been things I've heard with Gillison and Carroll. Red's loose, by the way, Chad. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I've been terrified of this Cardinal series for weeks. We won't get into that. We got enough in the mailbag, but go on. Yeah. Next question, Aaron. For all three of you, out of the current football commits we have, who are you most excited for and why? Aaron, you want to lead us off? Or? Sure. Um, yeah, you're the recruiting guy. I think it's – we've seen the numbers that Doggett's putting up, and they're crazy. We know Shepard's a four-star. We know that JQ is as close to a four-star as you can get. And while I'm excited about all of those guys, you know, Kalen Carroll's doing his thing, I think I'm still most excited about Ethan Green and seeing what he brings to the offensive line right out of the gate. That's me. I mean, I'm never excited about an offensive tackle out of the gate. Understood. <laughs> Understood. That's you realize how that's a big deal. I I totally get that. But we I also know that we're a little light at tackle. But if if this works, right? Hmm? If this year works and Dylan O'Quinn and John Williams that changes things. Solidify themselves a tackle, then tackle solidified. And Cam Jones is the backup. Yeah. And like, well, I mean, still's got another year. There's a lot and, to be excited about, but Luke, he's also Luke Collinsworth. He's also my favorite character that I interact with out of the kids. So there's see, I'm some, still trying. I'm still trying to teach you this whole like, <laughs> you got to got to get keep your emotions out of it. I understand. And that's fine. But when I talk to the kid and he's when, when I talk to the kid and I'm, I'm like, hey, how many how many? pancakes did you have well i had a whole stack of them just put that in your article yeah <laughs> how many sacks did you give up i'm not giving up any this season so until i tell you i gave up a sack just keep putting zero all right kids settle down like <laughs> how many tackles um, did you have? i don't know the other team always runs away from me like he's he's got a lot of charisma he's he's a funny kid i like it i like it i, I like it too he's just a he's gonna be a freshman tackle yeah, we'll see. Um, I. It's a tough one. I. I'm looking over the list now. Yeah. I. I unfortunately, I just don't know like where anybody comes in, and and makes a splash. Even with the, the one that's most likely to make a splash next year, as of right now. Thank you. Is JQ Hardaway. Yeah. Okay. And even that's going to be difficult because Jaquan Shepard has been being groomed for that position for what will at that point be two years. Well, I think you could right? also make a case for Stephen Bird making. Yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, because they're going to need a power back. Yeah. They're going to need a power back. 
there's there's only two running backs that were higher higher rated than Stephen Bird in the history of, of what 247 has. And that was Jamil Poteet, who is obviously, if you know his story at all, he, he didn't last very long here. And so did the next person. He didn't really last very long here either. And that's Savian Thomas. So I mean, I'm 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 all for seeing what Stephen Bird can do. And but, uh, I don't I don't have his stats up for this week as I could not find them anywhere and he's hard to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. But he did score in the uh, highlights that I did see from this week. Right. He scored <sighs> at least twice, um, which I think puts him up to at least five on very young season of two games. Bird's my pick. And and if you think about it, if would would Chuck return for another season next year if Jerome goes to the Goes to the NFL. He's gonna. Good ha- I mean, if he ha- if he has professional aspirations, he has yeah, to. Right, right. So I'm I'm just saying it's like, I mean, Ethan Wright, Miles Montgomery, Ryan Montgomery, Stephen Bird. It seems like Bird has a good chance to get thrown into the mix as well. So it's you guys a- know I'm a big I'm a big Miles Montgomery guy. Yeah. yeah. I think there's some thumper to him. Uh, that, that can run in between the tackles and also has some speed. So yeah. uh, I, I like that kid a lot. Yeah. So I think that covers a lot of kids. We don't really know. <laughs> uh, any news from the past few practices? Just business as usual. We covered that already. I covered um, that on the board. It's in what, the thread. What is, well, I have, I'm reading them line by line here. I, <laughs> what is their end goal three or four years from now? for Corleone, the godfather, uh, a.k.a. how much weight would they want him to lose? Why do you want him to lose weight? I don't want him to lose weight because he moves very well at the weight he's That's at. That's the thing. And you like, if, tone if that he up. was slow, if he was slow, if he was sluggish getting off the ball. He wouldn't be running yeah. with the twos. Right. So I, I don't think that – I think you, you might need to reshape some of it. Sure. But I don't think you need to change a whole lot with Dante Corleone because how many times are is Cincinnati going to find a 320-pound, 330-pound run stuffer right. that moves as well at the point of attack as Dante Corleone does? Here's what right. you have to remember about defensive tackles. You're not asking them to run more than 10 yards. Stop the gaps. He does not need to be a sprinter. He needs to be quick and small. He needs to be quick in a phone booth. And for a man that big, he's quick in a phone booth. It's not not a good comparison, but you look at Shelvin from LSU that the Bengals picked up, and that's a big dude. Would you want him to lose weight? I wouldn't want him to lose weight. He's a brick wall. Right. So, again, I know that's not a fair comparison as one went to LSU and is now in the NFL and one's an incoming freshman. It's just a big-bodied boy who, again, just fill the gaps. I mean, uh, what he he won Defensive Player of the Year in high school at the uh, in the GMC, right? I, I mean, you're talking about a player that knows how to play at that weight, and so, like you said, just mold him and tell him to keep doing what you're doing. But let's just you know, hold on. I got. I'm going to change something real quick. Yeah. The more I think about it, I might go with Derek Shepard. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, yeah losing Brooks and Brown. Yeah. Right. Like, there might be an opportunity for somebody of that stature. Now, you're going to have Eric Phillips. You're going to have Dante Corleone. Yeah. Dominique. But there might be 
Watley. Dominique. Uh, and Perry. Uh, Perry is, is he's more of an inside guy. Jabari Taylor, so, they moved out, but I think I think they like Jabari outside. Right. So maybe you move him back in because there's an opportunity there. But maybe there's an opportunity for Shepard if he comes in and shows considerable high-end talent right. that, that he could play his way into the two deep early. Mm-hmm. I just that just looking back over things and processing, I think because we want to be clever, right? You don't want to the, pick the, the, the top one. guy. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, just, I, I am blown away excited to see what he can do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, we, I, I'm going to go ahead and put his name on wax because there is an opportunity for him yeah. to be at Camp Higher Ground and us to be going, man, this guy's running, like, with the twos and working his way to the one Bs. Right. That's I all. I agree. I agree. Chad, this is for you. Forgive me if this is common knowledge, but why Bearcat Journal? Who came up with it? Were there other names considered and not chosen for other reasons? Uh, Tim came up with it, and at the time, I trusted what Tim was doing, so I didn't question and said, okay, Bearcat Journal sounds great. Um, we switched mm-hmm. because, you know, at the time, we had Todd had, had left the site, and Tim and I were kind of starting a new era, and we felt there was a lot of – you know, Tim was originally from Bearcat Insider, which was Scout. Todd represented Bearcat Layer, which was Rivals. We were in this kind of new era. We wanted a new identity for ourselves. Um, so we went with, with Bearcat Journal. It was, honestly, I think it was the first and only thing Tim suggested. And I was like, yeah, I, I don't get a... <clears throat> the only way I would have, have, have objected if it was something I was just like, that's dumb. Or like that's not something we're going to be able to market Um, for me, especially in this space, like the acronym means a lot because it's, does it flow? Is it like catchy? I think BCJ is very catchy. Yeah. I think it's, it's very easy for people to remember. It's kind of become like our tag. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I thought it worked. So Tim suggested it. I thought it was a, a great pivot from Bearcat layer. And we went with it very quickly. Uh, there was very little discussion. That's the one thing, like, when you talk about the, the the relationship Tim Adams and I had, there wasn't a whole lot of, like, disagreement on anything. It was more, especially because, like, Tim ran the football side, I ran the basketball side. I had my vision for basketball. Tim had his vision for football. Um, there needed to be more than one person on football, so I helped him out in whatever he needed help on basketball. Mm-hmm. You could really kind of do with one person, uh, especially where we were at at the time being as small as we were and, you know, didn't really have the the capability to, to be outside of the box that we were in. Um, that, that relationship was always so smooth because it was just both of us kind of pulling in the same direction. We were trying to take this thing, you know, and build it even higher up than it had ever been built. And, and we got along great in that process. And Tim said, Bearcat Journal. I said, sounds great. Let's do it. BCJ Top. for short. Yeah. Register that shit with, uh, with, with GoDaddy and let's go. <laughs> Trademark. All right. Have you ever had a near-death experience? <laughs> you talked about me getting hit by a car where I ran into a moving car and all of that. That's probably the closest I've come to death. Yeah. Outside of appendicitis, but that wasn't really. Yeah. 
I mean, an actual like near death experience? No. Is there a couple times I think, boy, this might be it? <laughs> yeah, but that was because <laughs> of my own doing <laughs> more more than actually being close to death. Uh, mine, actually. Uh, if you ever meet me in person or see a picture of me or talk to me, you will you will think I might think I'm slick, like talking out of the side of my mouth. Never thought you that. Know, kind of a little like you know, like a little little half sided, little half smile type thing. Well, when I was a little baby, I fell off a couch and uh, your parents your parents dropped you didn't they no i i was told they set me and my brother up for a picture and so maybe my brother pushed me who knows the true story <laughs> who knows the true story but i uh I, I fell off the couch landed straight on my face and half of it just went droop right away and i was in the hospital for you know a few months and uh now Damn. here i am do you, did you ever whip your brother's ass like just just in case <laughs> Let's just say, uh, yeah. Let's just say a couple of times. <laughs> he he played he played like, quarterback growing up, and I was always on on the defensive line. So yes, I he's not the I quarterback don't... you blew up and broke his collarbone, is it? No, that was a different <laughs> one. Milford Eagles ever... football back in the day. Yeah. Did you ever square up? Like I don't know if you did this shit, but just in case. Bang! There was there was one time we were we were we were fighting. Okay, just a quick story, and uh, a golf club was introduced to this situation. <laughs> And myself being the stronger and the smarter one, we're both like pulling the golf club towards each other. And I was like, wait a minute. If I just like go with this golf club, he's going to light himself up, let go of it, nailed himself in the mouth, chipped his tooth. He didn't want to go to school for the whole next week. I thought it was going to be like one of these. I'm going to mess your face up the way you messed mine up. No, no. I just just use my brains more than uh, yeah, I just said, all right. Brain well, before but, in, but subconsciously fast subconsciously you were like now's my chance yeah, I, was like, I was like here we go i got this mother well, here we go <laughs> bang you did it to yourself it wasn't me but yeah no so that was uh that's that's wow. the story behind the smile so there we go that might be one of the best stories in in the bbp history that's <laughs> is great it, is it true not, the, you... not not your mouth thing but you hit right. them with the, the golf club like a slingshot oh. well oh, bang He's a, you think I'm a pretty boy. He's a pretty boy and a half. So when I did that, it was, uh, never once thought you were a pretty boy. Pretty boy was sad for a while. I don't know that anybody ever was like, Brent's a pretty boy. I mean, I give it to myself. (laughs) Self-proclaimed pretty boy at times. Is it true that ESPN has guaranteed a spot in the CFP to Bishop Sycamore? Yes. Maybe. You're about that. That story is insane. It's it's pretty hilarious. It turns out, remember 22 year olds playing. Somebody said this, and I, I twenty-two year olds. I need, I need to be reminded of the guy that did it. But remember, back in the summer, there was a dude from Columbus that was shitting on like Doggett and Shepard and Gillison and those guys for committing yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. That guy's associated with Bishop Sycamore. He was butthurt because they wouldn't come play for Bishop Sycamore. Because you're not a real school, dude. Right. Right. Like it's 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 like University of Phoenix out here running against. Actual high schools. Get out of here. IMG man. is not an actual high school, bro. The whole thing is IMG, weird. IMG has got like 30 kids on their roster that some like between 22, 23, 24 are on the ESPN 300. The whole yeah. thing is just very strange. The fact that Bishop Sycamore ran two games in three days is crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. And the coaches out here on Twitter, like, Hey, if you want to attack anybody or talk to anybody, hit me up. 
I am the bishop. Bishop means leader, <laughs> and I'm the leader, so hit me up. Yet his DMs aren't even open. Like, what are you doing, right. man? How about Get that? Get out of here. They went, they went 0-6 last year and lost 56-3 to to IMG Academy last season. That's the crazy part. IMG signed back up for this shit. And the ESPN said, yes, let's broadcast Because they don't even know what they're doing. I guess, like, a contractor yeah, was, was like hired Par- to put Paragon this, or something to put yeah. this yeah. game together. Like the whole thing is yeah. absolutely bananas. go read it. It's hilarious. It's a wild read. It's a it's then, a wild story. And then if you watch the clip that's on Twitter, the the play, the defense has zero down linemen. They're all standing like three yards back from the line of scrimmage, and 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 the broadcasters are saying, you know, it's getting to the point where I'm starting to become a little a little nervous about the safety of these kids out there. <laughs> Right. It was so good. That clip was so good where they it's just like, questioned everything they were doing, their journalistic integrity. Was they like, knew they got duped. Like they were realizing in real time. God played in real time. Well, that, never, ESPN's so polished, is, you never see that from ESPN, which was absolutely insane. They had their director of scouting, Luganville, on the broadcast. Yeah. Yep. And he couldn't like, find anything is, about him. That but well, you have to step in and say we are not right broadcast. I'm not going. So, I'm not going. We are not broadcasting this guy. No. So no. The, the funny thing is, so I've I've broadcasted high school games a lot, play by play in Indiana. You might watch a a, a, a pregame, watch a team warm up, and you'd be like, okay, they look they look pretty good. They they look like they've got some players. And then the game starts, lights and come on, trash. and they yeah. are horrible. And, and yeah. you do get that feeling like, okay, I'm starting to feel a little nervous about how this team is going to be <laughs> when the third and the fourth quarter comes around. But still, man, that is just hilarious that that was on ESPN as one so, of their kickoffs to the high school football season. So I got a question. Should I just show up at higher ground for a meal this week? <laughs> is is How did we uh, get there? Are, are, are the Mennonites there this week? No. IMG Academy is there. They oh. play LaSalle this weekend. Oh, they're practicing there? So they, they played this game at the, in Canton, right? Okay. And instead of going back to Florida, they went to Camp Higher Ground. That's hilarious. Well, we already they're know Camp they're not Higher gonna... Ground all week this week. Should I just show up for like prime rib night and be like, Chuck, what's up, bro? Yes. Not, Chuck's not going to turn you away. Like, no, I no. know. I, I think if you can, if you can weasel your way in there, <laughs> I was, think that would like, like 700 should be hiring you to do that. Like specifically <laughs> for the story that would be better than anything. The Enquirer is putting out anyway. Quick, uh, quick breaking news, uh, breaking news. Pardon me. Breaking um, news. Yeah. Yeah. From, from PMT. But anyway, was the start time always at 12.30 for the uh, fan fest for the basketball? I thought it was originally at 1, but it was moved to 12.30. Okay, because, yeah, Mason Matson just tweeted saying that updated start time at 12.30. So, there you go. I think they're trying to move it back to give people more of more, an opportunity. Right. Yeah. To, get to, there. to make – well, because if you start at 1 and you go 90 minutes, then it's 2.30. Right. And people are time. getting into to game mode. Um, so I think that's that's intelligent. Right. I, I, I might have done it at 11, honestly, 1130. 
All right. Again, I, I'd have done it next week against uh, Moorhead or Murray State or whoever right. the hell they play. Right. Do you believe in ghosts but or UFOs? Yes, I've seen a ghost. I've seen a UFO. There's something out there. So sure. So my, should I tell a story? Yeah. So my mom, uh, are you guys familiar with Big Bone Lick? Sounds yep. familiar. The Bone Lick, ta- the Bone Lick River. In Kentucky. So there's a yeah, there's a, a a state park in Kentucky, Big Bone Lick. My mom, my mom's husband, at the time, I guess would make him my stepdad. Uh, owned a like a huge plantation, like late 17, 1800s plantation house at Big Bone Lick. So when I would go stay the weekend with my mom, we would stay at this plantation house. And at one point, me and my little brother, who's three years younger than me, saw a ghost on the third floor of the plantation. Mm. Uh, Like bonnet blue dress just floating around on the third floor and we like ran like freaked out obviously freaked out we were i don't know five i was six five six years old he was three four years old somewhere in there and uh freaked out and then ran upstairs and tried to figure out what was going on And she was just like sitting in a rocking chair, like looking at us. And then as we got closer, she like went into like down the hallway and like vanished. But I've definitely got vivid, vivid memory. And my little brother has the exact same memory. We definitely I've seen a ghost. Okay. I saw a UFO over Rumpke. I lived close enough to Rumpke that from my friend's backyard we could see like rumpke mountain and something was hovering over it we stayed up all night we were in i don't know eighth grade ninth grade something like that and we stayed up all night drinking mountain dew and just being stupid kids and <laughs> something was hovering over it and it was all of a sudden just spraying orange glittery shit out the sides <laughs> and then it just took off like just gone like like just i'd never seen anything move like that just gone and none of it made any sense we all saw it. It was crazy. All right. So, yes. Well, here's the other thing. Look outside, right? We think the sun is a pretty fucking big deal, right? Not when you're outside, when you're outside at night in the dark, you see all of those stars. They are all suns. Every fucking one of them. All of them. To think that there's nothing else out there is absurd well plus the government's actually finally admitted that there are ufos so yeah they're like there's a bunch of stuff flying around we got no clue what that shit is <laughs> we, we don't even know what's at the bottom of the ocean let's be real right what, what's at the bottom of the ocean is probably the aliens <laughs> because they know we don't mess with down there so if you want to go down a deep rabbit hole i'm not going to get into it but research about eels they have no sex organs. No one's ever seen them reproduce. And they apparently, when they get old, just all migrate to the Bermuda Triangle where they disappear and new ones come out. Nobody knows anything about eels. All right. All right. All right. Let's move. 
Let's move on. <laughs> so just <case>. saying. <laughs> Once they return to campus, we don't really report on practice details as they're moving towards game prep. Chad Trust wrote me. that. That's not a he question. Did. You're right. If you could cast an ensemble movie like Con Air or Ocean's Eleven, just pick one. What characters would BCJ staff and UC athletes be? Chad's Nick Cage, right? Sure. I feel like I'm the bunny. Cameron Poe. <laughs> Again, I'm not a movie person. Who you're? You're what? You're, are you Steve Buscemi? You're saying? Me? Yeah. Or no? Or... I'm the actual. I'm, I'm the stuffed animal that he's trying to deliver oh, to the kid. Okay. Or Cyrus the virus? <laughs> nah. Yeah, I think I'd be John Cusack. Just saving the day. You would. <laughs> um, and, and then, of course, if it's Ocean Eleven, I'd be Brad Pitt because, you know. Pretty That's cool. cool. I'd, I'd be Clooney. Cool. Cool. Right on. Chad would be something. Yeah. Who was in other. charge? I'm the fucking boss. There's a lot Clooney. of people in charge. Clooney was probably in you charge. You could be oh, Matt no, no. Damon. There's a lot of Matt people Damon. that thought they were in charge. There's a lot of people that thought they were in charge. Who was actually in charge? You could argue. It's probably Clooney that was in charge, right? It's probably Clooney. Okay, then I'm Clooney. I'm from Kentucky. Not far from where he grew I, up. I'll be Brad Pitt. I, Aaron, you be nice, Matt Damon. There we I go. I got a nice Matt Damon. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, who who's your celebrity doppelganger? Okay. I've been. I don't know who this guy is, and it was only back when I was skinny. I've been told I'm the guy from. Uh, oh, there was an HBO show. The uh, the it's like a sing song show. It's the guy who was the turtle in uh, Moana. Oh, do you know um, who I'm talking about? Yeah, Kroll. Nick, Nick Kroll? No, it's not Nick Kroll. Yeah, the... No. Wait, wait, who in Moana? The turtle. The... Oh, you mean the the turtle in Finding Nemo? No, I mean the turtle that's covered in, like, diamonds and gold and all that in Moana. Yeah, the the snail thing. The The turtle? <laughs> Jemaine Clement? I don't know. I've been told that I look like him. Okay, sure. There we go. All right. So this is a long time ago when I was skinny. Mm-hmm. I used to look exactly like, uh, and you guys probably won't know this name, Nate Burkus. Okay. Do you know who Nate Burkus is? Nope. He's a he's a like a he's gay. He's like a home design guy. I think he's gone on. He used to be on Oprah all the time. Back when I was skinny, I looked just like that. Okay. And then, and then I got fat, and he didn't. Well, we'll take it as a compliment. There you go. <laughs> um, so I used to wait tables back in the day. Uh, that's we'll, him. Yeah, Nate Burkus. Yeah. No. Yeah, that, no. Oh, that's who. Yeah. Okay. No, that doesn't yeah. look like you at all. The so. the guy from Flight of the Concords. That's what I was I was getting at. So the, I. Uh, yeah, that doesn't look like you at all. That's fine. No, no, you kind of look like the guy from Biodome. Not Brandon Fraser, the other one. Polly Shore? No, not Polly Shore. Maybe it was the other guy. Polly Shore. If you grew your hair out, I could totally see Polly Shore. Okay, man. So um no. So anyway, so what a great was, mailbag. See, guys, this is what I'm looking for from the mailbag. Stupid Random shit. stupid shit 
that we can all laugh about. I was waiting tables and, uh, and like, I was just had, I had this table cracking up. They were loving me. They were like, you remind me of that one guy, that real funny guy, uh, from, uh, from, uh, you know, from the hangover. And I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Cooper. They were like, no, 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 I was like, I was like, uh, <laughs> Ed Helms? Zach Galifianakis. I was like, uh, Ed Helms? They're like, no, Alan. You remind me of Alan. I was like, uh, all right. <laughs> Even I'm worse go, than Zach Galifianakis. I'm going to get like, you guys your check. I'll be, uh, I feel I'll be like back you'd here both, in a bit. You'd both wear the white pants about the same. Yeah, yeah I think I, I think I rock them pretty nicely. But, uh, yeah. So. Would you rather be compared to Alan or Zach Galifianakis like Zach Galifianakis? Uh, Zach Galifianakis. And... Uh, Right. And and I've gotten Adam Sandler too, but I don't think I look anything like Adam Sandler. So I was like, oh, I dismissed that right no. away. No. Luke what Fickle you? looks like Adam Sandler. Yes, you don't look anything yes. like Luke Fickle. No, no, not at all. What but were you uh, all- what? Uh, I was just going he's, on with the he's next trying one. to keep yeah, next moving. One. <laughs> what were you all doing in life the last time Miami won? Oh shit. Sheesh. So what year was that? So They didn't play last year, so 14 years from 2019. 05? Yeah, it was 2005. Yeah, 05. Last time they lost was September 28, 2005. 44 to 16. Yuck. That would have been the beginning of 05, so I would have been starting my junior year. My third year. At at Um, Wright State, wrong school? At Wright State, wrong school, yep. I was uh, doing a bunch of, I was working for Q102. I had like eight freelance gigs at the time. I was working for Q102. I was working for uh, public access television in Northern Kentucky. Um, I was working for tristatefootball.com. A bunch of other just random, whatever I could get my, uh, my hands in. I was one year from starting with what was at the time Bearcat Lair. Uh, so I was I was in the early stages of my budding media empire. <laughs> um, there you go. I I had been with Kelly for five years or so at the time. Okay. We did not have children. <laughs> Thank God, because I was not. I, we were we were doing a lot of uh, we were traveling around uh, watching fish shows. That was go. always fun. It's always good. fun. Um, but yeah, other than that, like I was generally just being reckless with my uh, personal life. That kind of slowed down once I got to around 30. I was two years at that point. I was two years from getting married. Okay. Uh, so I was still enjoying life to the fullest. And uh, some of those fullest times included going to Oxford and partying in and around similar circles as Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, a year or two prior, and that was not a good dude. Yikes! <laughs> I was a. Uh, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Just saying. Just saying. Um, I was a sophomore, <laughs> sophomore at Cathedral High School in Indianapolis, uh, and I think that weekend, I went with a buddy of mine on a recruiting trip to Purdue. So. I think I I watched the Bearcats, but not uh, not in person. I was living in Indiana. So. Did he go saying, to Purdue, your buddy? He went to IU. Just saying we hit the two-hour mark. It's now 10 o'clock, and uh, we still have half a mailbag to go. So Let's go. Chad, you try a beer yet? 
Yeah, I did. Friday. How'd it, how'd it go? I didn't throw up. <laughs> well done. Uh, what's the best question to ask when someone says there are no stupid questions? I, I, I don't know. I, I would ask, what was the stupidest question you've ever been asked? I would say go read back through, you know, 42 weeks of the BBP mailbag. There's a lot of fucking stupid questions in there. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good questions. Right, right. A lot of stupid ones, too. <laughs> when that's the question we're getting, most, I'm asking if, I'm asking if we're done skin. yet. When, when that's the kind of question we're getting, I'm asking if we're done yet. Okay. You can fire through some of the rest of them. Uh, any new names showing up for upcoming visits for basketball? When there is, they'll be on the board. That's usually how it goes. Um, some of these are comments, so we're moving pretty quickly. How frequently do we expect UC to sub guys in and out on Saturday? Will we see UC playing two and three deep even early in the game? I think it depends uh, on no. the no. I think it. I mean, I think you'll see some of the twos, the two deep for receiver for. Well, you're. We're talking about. There's a difference that you see. This has become. This has become a difference that you see now. There's one A's and one B's, and then there's twos and threes. Will we get to the twos and threes early? Probably not. Because you want to get look. This season. I don't think people realize or are thinking about this logically yet. If things don't go well, this season could essentially, based on all of our beliefs, be over by the first weekend in October. Right. Right. You have to get all of these guys, the top of the roster guys, clicking and ready for week three and week five. Yep. That's why maybe, they keep stressing start fast. You got to start fast. Maybe in, in week two, when you're playing a lesser or, opponent, right? You get to halftime, you get to that first drive after halftime, and then you clear the bench. Largely but to avoid this injury. Miami game is critical to get everybody on the same page against a real life opponent prior to week three. Well, some people have IE Mike. plays at Iowa. Notre Dame plays at Florida, Florida State, State and Wisconsin and a Chicago. Neutral State. Yep. Yeah. Well, so, some people I mean, have, some they're people getting have my, beat up. In all fairness, some people have Miami winning the MAC. You play your main guys as long as you can. As long as you can, and as until you you reasonably say we're calling off the dogs. You are not rotating in twos and threes just for the sake of rotating twos and threes in against Miami. Unless you've got to get ready. You've got to get ready. (laughs) You've got to be ready for week three, week three and week five are the two biggest fucking games in program history. I will say that again with the explicitive. They are the two biggest fucking games in UC football history. You have to be ready. Let's go. You have to be ready. Is Cameron McCoy still with the team? How did he do? What are his plans? I don't believe his uh, tryout extended pass camp. And I don't know that that was necessarily a UC thing. More than it was Cameron McCoy. Realizing this probably ain't it. 
To be fair, I thought he slung it around a little bit. But yes, he, he seemed slung a, little, it around a little bit. He seemed a little bit out of uh, as if he didn't have a full grasp of things. But Look, he could sling it. Behind Daz Ritter, behind Evan Prater, behind Brady Lichtenberg, probably behind also Jack Perry. And, and maybe Jack Perry won the, the quarterback challenge this year. It's your guy. And and probably right there with with Hoy. Like if you're if you're coming in and you really want a chance and you really want a chance to prove yourself, do you do that mm-hmm. being a walk-on as the number six guy? No, you probably find somewhere that you got a better chance to get on the field. I don't think that that opportunity was at Cincinnati. I liked his talent. I liked his arm. I think the kids got a chance somewhere. Cannon. Probably just wasn't here. Yeah, probably just wasn't here. Football visitors this weekend. We covered that. With the majority of our recruiting needs being wrapped up sooner and sooner every year, can we have some focus turn to 2023? As soon as we have names to drop in 2023, we will be getting to them. Obviously, if there's some things I expect, to- I expect a large number of 2023 visitors on campus. Uh, this weekend essentially so, what chad's saying is i'm gonna have some work to do you're yeah, welcome aaron's gonna be busy has chad ever considered writing a book with his access to both programs i'm sure there's quite a few stories a lot of us would love to read about how many of those would you be allowed to tell none very few <laughs> very few very until few. the statute of limitations runs out right right in, in 15 <laughs> 20 years yeah maybe i'll I, would i write it no I'm, i i couldn't write a book that you don't want to one finger it? No, that would not be something I could do. <laughs> if Justin Williams wants to write the Chad Brendel book 15, 20 years from now, I'll give Justin that opportunity. So you're playing the long play with Justin as best friend. <laughs> <laughs> right. Cause <laughs> uh, the Mizzou, we talked about that. Assuming Prater sees a fair amount of second half PT this year, does he have more rushing or passing touchdowns? Uh, rushing. All right. If he's in in blowouts, he's not going to be chucking the ball around. No. Why would you? Right. So I think he you, you'll see more rushing. And it could and be it, something as simple as like three to two. Right. It, I don't. It's not going to be fourteen to eight. Like it, right. it's you know. Yeah. It is what he's, it is. He's quick. Yeah. Um, Mizzou's new AD was our old interim. I think after Wit guessing that prior relationship helped. Yes, that is correct. We did cover that. So yeah. that is the mailbag. Well, no, there's someone in basketball. I'll run through them real fast. Oh, I didn't I'm on it. that side. Name a player in football and basketball through the years that most exceeded your expectations for them. Real fast. Gary Clark. Okay. I had high expectations for Gary Clark, but Gary Clark became an all-time great. Like, Yeah. I don't think anybody expected, even the Cincinnati staff, expected Gary Clark to do the things in his career that Gary Clark right. did. Deontay Vaughn would be one. Chunko Patrick would be one. Trey Scott senior Trey Scott. year. Trey Scott senior year would be Justin Jackson senior year would be senior one. Year, yeah. There's there's a lot of names on the basketball side. And on the football side, uh Jason Kelsey, who's a walk-on. Yeah. <laughs> like he did Travis all right. Kelsey. But Travis Kelsey still was like a, a decently thought not at tight end. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Um Gilliard. Gilliard Bones. What Barnett. Gilliard became what yeah. well the, the problem with Bones is it was a flat because it didn't sustain. Yeah. 
As well, you back I'm, to the end of that run, Bones wasn't a significant factor. It was Ben's, Gilliard, Deed. Right. But when he was first catching those balls in, in that yeah. pretty yeah. much game that was, but you were like, Ritter? who's this? Huh? Ritter? Could you Ritter, make, would, def- you, Ritter yeah. would definitely be Des a two-star there. recruit whose only, yeah. op- only other option was Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. Des might be the answer. Des is the answer. Depending okay. on where this goes, depending Zach, on where this Zach Colaros kind of great fucking answer, Aaron. Way yeah, to Aaron, go, good brother. answer. Let's Boom. go. Aaron, Boom. I love it. Tony Pike, too. Pike, yeah. Pike, yeah. Uh, marry one, kill one, F one. I don't know if we want to. <laughs> uh, thank you. What are, what are the options? Thank you, Final Four options? Bound. Thank you, Final Four Bound. It is uh, Tommy Tuberville, Butch Jones, John Brannon. Oh, God. That's. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not touching that one either. Aaron, really fu- no, no, Aaron, you a, can touch that. It's a really funny question. Aaron, it is a really it. funny well, question. I, I, I think I'm just can, not answering it. I think we can all agree we'd marry Butch Jones, right? And I think that's where that ends. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> that's that's where it ends. Gosh, he would be so supportive and definitely very we, uplifting, wouldn't he? Gosh, no, I would, I'm not I, answering. I'm not. I, my I would face just, hurts. Oh my god! Every time he awesome. walks into the room, though, I'd want that YouTube video to play. Like Butch Jones, he's gonna <laughs> kick your ass. Butch Jones. Okay, okay, okay. My okay. my face now hurts. Oh man! Uh, yet again, you can slide <laughs> into Chad's DMs to find out his answer to that question. Thank you, Final Four Bound. And next up is: Will you see host wow. Midnight Madness this year? Don't believe so. <laughs> Last but not least, and we kind of already touched on this one. Thank you, Bearcat Jerry, for hopping back in. He will be ball visit names yet for this week. Uh, you know, Daniel Skillings. Follow his picture. We'll give it to Go you. Go for it. Yep. You don't have to ask. Look, that's you don't ever have to ask who's visiting. Right. When we have the info, we will provide it. I promise. Yet again, slide into Chad's DMs for the Mary F. Kill question. <laughs> Aside from that, uh, we are all done with the mailbag now. I'm just, I mean, that's wow. a dark question <laughs> on so many levels. Who could you have replaced Butch Jones with to make that even more of like, uh, I'm not answering this question? Nancy Zimfer. <laughs> Nancy Zimfer, John Brandon, <laughs> Tommy Tuberville, MFK. Golly. There's never been a better ending point for a podcast. You're welcome. Sadly, I think I know what my answer to the question is. I don't want to. I don't want to. I just. Can we just. I'm sign not going to let you answer that. No, sign I'm not. Out, I'm, not. I'm not. No way. No way. But, uh, anyways, this is game week, guys. When, when everything's all said and done. Final four bound. <laughs> nuts question. But the only thing more nuts will be Nippert Stadium this Saturday. Make sure you check out. Oh, you know, oh no more Mios. Cincinnati Fan Fest basketball. No, no, no more Mios this, this, this Saturday. We, we're not debuting Mios no. this week. Okay. Mios will deb- debut next week. The Fan Fest just kind of threw everything into flux. So Cincinnati Fan we'll Fest. Debut next week. Make sure you go there. Make sure you party your butts off in the grid tailgating everywhere you can, and then go and be in loud as you can at Nippert stadium, three 30 Miami, <laughs> where I am going to marry and F 
but not kill the Bearcats. Big time game this weekend for my good partners, good friends. Yet again, Aaron Smith and Chad Brendel. This was the BBP presented by BearcatJournal.com. Have a fantastic game week.